0: you Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome, everyone, to the Locked On Coyotes podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day. I'm Robin Leano, joined by Carl Pavlik, your wonderful host for this show as we discuss Arizona Coyotes and Anaheim Ducks preseason game two tonight at around 7 p.m. So excited for that coming up. Before we get to that deal, I want to let you guys know that, uh, we're again, we're on YouTube now. Uh, if you haven't been able to, don't forget to subscribe because, um, you know, hitting that subscribe button lets you know whenever a new video drops and you can see our beautiful faces. Um but not only that, um again I, I just want to say also thanks to everyone for uh making Lockdown Katy's your first listen of the day because um you know, it's through all your support, I can tell all, all the support that you have. A lot of you guys have reached out to us and we really we really enjoy the support that you give to us. Um that said, we can go ahead and get today's episode started. Uh once again, Arizona Coyotes, Anaheim Ducks tonight at around 7 p.m. Carl, this uh, last game was a good win, uh, the good win over the LA Kings. We talked about that in yesterday's episode. One thing we didn't touch on is, like, because we were some, still somewhat unsure of how it was going to be tackled, is how Andre Tourne plans on uh, tackling the tackling the rosters because there's a lot of players that are in, on the training camp squad. And I don't, to my knowledge, none have been sent down yet or sent back to their junior squads yet. Um, I know it's only been game one. So, so one game, so I don't expect that much movement, but it seems that there's so su- that Torne has a system in place.
0: Yeah. I mean, when we're talking about NHL coaches, they tend to have a plan on how they want to run things. Um, from what we've been hearing of what, Turner said it sounds like he's going to be maybe like alternating the roster for the first couple games. Uh, there were some notable names who didn't play in the last game. I expect we'll see them to, uh, tonight against the ducks, but I think there's also players like um, we had mentioned yesterday. Uh, uh, Dylan Gunther, who's going to be probably playing in every single game, no matter what. Uh, and I'm kind of expecting Andrew Ladd to maybe be the case um, after our previous talk. Um, so it'll be kind of an interesting mix of the same faces from Monday and a whole bunch of new people.
1: Notable uh, absences from uh, the the previous game were uh, Monday's game were uh, Jacob Chickren, Clayton Keller, Lawson Krauss, Johan Larson, Jay Beagle, Connor Timmons, Alex Kalchenik, and Carter Hutton. A lot of names that you guys probably were looking like, hey, let's see how these guys can do. And you don't see them on the ice in game one. Now, not all of these guys are going to be on the ice game two either. Um, And again, I think this is because based of what Torney was saying is he wants to have veterans slotted into the lineup in four of these six preseason games. And
0: the rest is made up of the young guys. Yeah. Um, It's Definitely a lot of very interesting roster moves. And I think a lot of it is just things that we're not going to know, like how well is someone doing at practice? Like let's say Lawson Krause is just, you know, putting in a plus effort like every single day Turner is like, I don't need to see what you're doing in a game. I feel comfortable with you right now, but I have question marks about these guys. Maybe give them some more playing time. So it's just kind of like interesting to see like what kind of player choices we're going to be getting.
1: And I think, yeah, I think a lot of that goes because Chikrin, Keller, K- Kraus, and Larson don't need to prove themselves at all because their rosters, their roster spot is a hundred percent secure. They're not there's like like they're safe. Like they don't yeah. have to worry about anything. So it's just like let's just get you in a game just to warm you up. You don't need to worry about anything.
0: Yeah. It's fine. If you're Jacob Chikrin, like it's almost like how many games do you think you need to be ready? Let's have that conversation, yeah, you think you need like five before the beginning of the season? Cool. We'll get you five in there somehow. uh, but then there's like a lot of player evaluation decisions that need to be made, so I'm sure like that's a delicate balance that you know we're just need to trust the organization to be able to make
1: yeah it will and it will be interesting to see who will be in the lineup tonight. Um, just cause based off how, how all we know now is all that all are rotating is who's going to be, who's going to be moved out. Who's going to be moved in. We do know that, uh, over the next now five games, there's five games of, of, of preseason that there's a lot of goaltenders to get out and give some kind of, you know, opportunity to, because we only saw, uh, Thornton and Kajanash on Monday. We still haven't seen Tendek. We still haven't seen Vegmel. Bej, uh, how do you pronounce it? I'm going to pronounce it. I'm going to try to get this right. Vegmelka. Um, I was really close. I just had the a at the end of Vegmelka. Still haven't seen Prospatov, who we know is going to be most likely in Tucson.
0: And we still haven't seen Hutton. Like, yeah, like. We haven't seen a lot and those are definitely like goaltending is just a major question mark for the Coyotes. So like who is going to be the Coyotes starting goaltender? Um, I don't really know if there's a definitive answer on that just yet. And so that's probably going to lead to a lot of preseason, like swapping of goalies. And we're probably going to get a few more games like we did last time where one guy plays half the game or two periods the other is going to play the other half or or the one um it'll definitely be interesting to see kind of like who's able to stand out amongst all of these contenders for the for the number one and number two spots it will be an, an interesting battle um i don't think i've ever really
1: seen a goaltending battle like this if you know like obviously, you know, Hut, Hut, they brought in Hutton to be the veteran, and they, and they have Kajnash as the pseudo backup. But like the like you know, obviously, sometimes you have a number three in there to kind of be your emergency. Um, you have your two or um, yeah two in the, in the AHL, and you have a couple in the ECHL. It's literally is these like this battle is exactly where in the system are you going to be placed. Where are you yeah. going to be? Are you going to be number the number one guy in Tucson? Are you going to end up being the backup in Rapid City?
0: Yeah, it's it's really a free for all right now. The only thing I can really compare to it um, is I remember when Mike Smith was first brought onto the Coyotes. Like there was legitimate questions of who would be the starting goaltender versus him and uh, Jason LaBarbera right. in training camp. Um, and that was, I think the last time the coyotes were in a situation where they're like, who's going to be the starting goaltender because there's not a lot of like guaranteed good options. Um, like even with like Ronta and Kemper, it's like, which of the good goaltenders is going to be the coyotes starter this season? This is like, uh, who's going to be the sacrificial lamb in net.
1: And I think that's why, I mean, to be honest, that's why I think that's why they brought in Hutton to be sort of that person because, like, what else does he have left to give, in my opinion?
0: I mean, I definitely have, like, I do wonder, like, when he was brought in, how complete were the Coyotes thinking their destruction of their goaltending was going to be? Because, like, the Coyotes rebuild has been phenomenally efficient and what they did to blow up their goaltending right. is truly astonishing. Um, and I don't know if when Hutton was first brought in, they were like, yeah, we're going to have no one. Uh, you're going to be the starter. Well, I mean, they got, they, they, they signed Hutton
1: in free agency. They traded Kemper the day before free agency and they traded Hill a week before free agency and they decided to let
0: Ryan walk. walk. So yeah. like
1: they knew this was going to happen.
0: Sure. Yeah. I don't know. I got to <laughs> reevaluate that. Then you got me. <laughs> Like that's <laughs> those are the things you have to consider because it's like what it like <laughs> everything has happened so fast with the coyotes, like the you timeline just, yes You just lose track. <laughs> yes. Uh everything has just been happening so quickly and condensed. I didn't even know that. Uh, who is going to be starting for the Coyotes? We still don't know that, and it's uh, first week of training camp. Uh, it's beautiful. I love it. Now, here's he,
1: here's a question that could be a little bit easier if based off the system Torney says he wants to do. Who's in net tonight? I'm assuming Like – I'll put, I'll give you who I think first. I think Hutton will show up tonight, Okay. and
0: then we'll also
1: see David Tendek.
0: I was going to go with deck too. I, I think that's a good like pairing because you got like the veteran and you got the the younger player who's not necessarily Prospertov. Uh, I would go insane.
1: Yeah, I think Prospertov you stay you save for a, like a little bit more of a complete roster. Yeah, you know something that's like a little bit more together just because he's the, he is the pseudo next man up. He is the the future goaltender of the Arizona Coyotes. You yeah. don't want to put him in these you know these smaller first couple of games
0: i feel like prosvita's position with the team is secure in a way that not a lot of other players are uh because he is going to be the tucson roadrunner starting goaltender i I yeah that's true that that, that's that's i think the safest position
1: for the coyotes right now is the tucson roadrunner starting goaltender
0: (laughs) yes and and it's like a no-brainer it's really like he needs to develop. Still, he needs some more time. Uh, and you don't want to rush. You just don't want to rush him up. That's you don't want to rush him up. The team's not going to be good, so he's not going to have the support in front of him. Like he's going to get, like you said, maybe a couple call ups. He's first man up, but he needs the just the experience. So he's going to be in Tucson. Uh, everyone else from the ECHL to the NHL, no clue.
1: That's what's going to be interesting, but. Those are my opinions. I think starting goaltenders for tonight's game against the Anaheim Ducks will be uh, Carter Hutton, who I think will probably get uh, the first two periods and
0: then give Deck the last period.
1: I think that's yeah. how they can do it.
0: Yeah, or the um, I think the Kings did it closer to like a half and half. So like they just like yeah. in the stoppage close to 10 minutes in the second. Um, you know, either way. Something around well, the lines like that, yeah, yeah, something like that. Provided you know, knock on wood, like no one gets hurt during a preseason game because uh, I don't expect the game with the Ducks to get uh, to chippy action, but not, they're not like the Kings
1: or the Golden Knights, obviously, because you've seen what's happened with the those two teams. Yeah, yeah. It, I it, mean, one that's... of the players that that, that that was responsible for that is gone from the Golden Knights. He's now over in the Eastern Conference. but
0: <laughs> Which is always nice to see someone go to another conference where you're like, ah, glad we don't have to play them. Exactly, exactly.
1: But we still have more to get to to discuss uh, players and how they're going to match up on this, uh, on, on tonight's episode, uh, or tonight's game against the Anaheim Ducks coming up. We will talk about um, a couple forwards and maybe even do, do some defensive expectations because
0: defense, again, we know a little bit more of. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but before we do that, does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. Another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friends log for the good stuff. So, get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package.
1: Today's episode also brought to you by Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's absolutely something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. If you don't know all the flavors, you got raspberry, mint, brownie salted caramel cookies and cream german chocolate and the list goes on and on all of them absolutely delicious i've told you my favorite is true a puff one of the limit times from earlier this year um that was just a really soft you know really delicious one you know takes me back to you know let's say you know going to like a baseball game or Something like that, and you get a and you get it and you get a little churro. And obviously, it doesn't taste fully totally like a churro, but it has that flavor, and it. it tastes amazing. Um, so, definitely one of my favorite protein bars out there. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box too. We get two of each of the nine flavors, and you then from there, you can, you know, mix and match, and or just maybe just get a box of one flavor. Of you can, you can do that. Um, but again, not only are they healthy, not only are they best tasty, but they're also healthy too. 17, 18 grams of protein, 130, 180 calories, four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams net carbs. And if you guys go to built.com and use the promo code locked 15, you get 15% off your order. Once again, use the promo code locked 15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, back here on locked on coyotes. Once again, Robin Leonio and Carl Pavlik, as we're getting ready to discuss tonight's game. Once again, thanks to everyone listening to this to this episode as part of your first listen to the day. Because um, we know a lot of you guys really enjoy listening to us on your, on your commutes. You guys have told me that, and I really, really appreciate that. But let's get to a little more of tonight's game. The, once again, the Coyotes and the Anaheim Ducks. Let's start, let's... What do you think? Should we do forwards now? Yeah, let's do forwards. All right. So forwards, we still have a little more to get to. As I, I think as you heard me mention that there are still a few guys we didn't see. We didn't see Clayton Keller in the previous game. We didn't see Lawson Krauss or Johan Larson or Jay Beagle or Alex Galchenyuk, which, I mean, obviously we're not going to see all of them tonight. Which do you think will probably slot in a little bit easier? I think Galchenyuk will probably maybe get 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 his slot in.
0: Galchenyuk, uh and one player that you didn't mention that i don't want to forget about uh dimitri Yoshkin. that's right oh, yeah haven't seen him i can see either your or Yoshkin uh slotting him with keller tonight um and a line centered by larson that seems like a like a pairing that uh i would kind of want to see what you can do with
1: yeah that would be a really interesting one um and I think eventually um, to see exactly how, you know, uh, like Louie Erikson, and he, he played on Monday, but how does he go alongside some of his old
0: teammates? Is, yeah. There's that, uh, there's that option too. Sure. Um, I, I think, like I said uh, previously, we're going to see a couple of players who played yesterday, definitely. Uh, Erikson seems like he'd be a good candidate to just be like, let's play him almost every game of this preseason just to kind of make sure that he's ready and see what his options are for like where he could slot in with people throughout the season.
1: Yeah. I think that like he is definitely one that um, would, that would, would need I, th- I think especially since he had an extremely limited season last year, like, like I'm reading, um, like I'm looking at his stat, um, his stat sheet. He only played seven games with Vancouver last year. Ew, seven that. games that is not a lot of games so you no. want to play you so you want to play them in all these preseason games to be like all right are you truly ready here because <laughs> you better yeah.
0: be especially because it is the arizona coyotes and it's like we need warm bodies uh right now so erickson lays up <laughs> <laughs> Do you do you think uh like uh, that that just becomes a a decision that switches like three quarters of the way through the season where you're just like all right, Erickson uh we're gonna have the rookies play now just to get them the ice time.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean I think and and I think based off how things are looking and based off how that was, I mean uh, Erickson wasn't really injured in any way through that last of the season. He just got scratched. Maybe we'll see that too this season. Maybe like they'll play him most of this, most of this just kind of see how he slots in with other people. And then eventually say, all right, you're an extra player. You will be like the 13 forward that we put in like for back to back games or whatever. And we're just like, that we just throw you in there because we X person needs a break.
0: Yeah. You're going to be, you know, really good at practices. You're going to be the veteran who kind of keeps the room like, engaged and you're gonna like do what needs to be done i I could definitely see that for a lot of guys on the team but i mean i think the coyotes are going to be in such a an interesting way where like if you're a veteran who can you know put together a decent enough season you're going to get an opportunity with the arizona coyotes this year because there's not too much like standing in in the way so it's definitely going to be a fun season for those kind of guys, and I think we're going to start to see that in preseason with guys like Erickson, like who's going to just like tough it out and be like, "Hey, they overachieved at training camp; they're going to stick around all year."
1: Yeah, it is amazing to me, like to think about how many players are actually fighting for a roster spot. Um, like, I don't think it happens too often. You see, obviously, because right now I'm looking on the because when I look on the Calgary's cap friendly page, they have 14 forwards listed. And that's just on the roster, and you have all the people who we know we're still fighting for, trying, at least trying to fight for a roster spot in Gunther, in Hayton, and Machelli, and Kirk, and and Most of them are going to be back in Tucson, most, and then you know people like Gunther might make the roster spot and will send back to Edmonton after a while. Yeah. but oh my God. I didn't realize how many forwards are actually trying to get a spot here.
0: Yeah, it's one of those, like, it's a cliche that, like, everyone's fighting for a roster spot at an NHL training camp. And I think we all know that that's, like, just not true. Like, there are definitely, like, players who, by nature of a lot of things, are all but guaranteed to spot. But for the Coyotes this year, like, the reason we keep saying there's so many questions about this roster is because, like, no one is really guaranteed anything this year. I think like half the spots are guaranteed, but you could definitely see like just anyone being a dark horse contender to make this team. Yeah, and again, because um,
1: I don't like I think these two like like you know like I think for example like Liam O'Brien he played on Monday, but like how much of him have I really heard? And no, nothing.
0: Nothing at yeah. all. Yeah, he he doesn't have a lot of buzz. He do, he doesn't really make the projected rosters that that we see, but like that doesn't mean that he's not going to make the team. I think there's just like an assumption that players like uh Erickson, um, roussel are going to make it because they have like the bigger contracts. But I mean, we may not get our multi-million dollar fourth line. We may get someone like O'Brien in there.
1: So you mean to tell me I might not be able to make my T-shirts? <laughs> I mean, we'll
0: still make the T-shirts because it'll happen at some point. Like, it will
1: definitely happen at some point.
0: Yeah. We'll, we'll just wait until like the game that happens go fast fashion style. and they just pump them out. Uh, we'll be strategic about it.
1: We, uh, I, I can't wait until I can do that. And then, like, just, just, just have them out. Have as many people buy them as possible because yeah, they will look awesome.
0: It is like the perfect potential hockey meme shirt. Uh, I always see them, and I almost always want one, but I don't want to, you know, necessarily buy one. Um, but that's just, you know, the perfect one.
1: I mean i've seen a lot of great shirts out there and i've and there was some like i've probably gone to the checkout page for some of the for some of them and i'm just like do i do it do i do it do i hit do i hit do i hit buy right now do i do it do i do it and then like i get a text message like it's like hey by the way coming in the work today i'm like oh yeah hold on and i just close my laptop and i leave <laughs>
0: I uh, I am at the point in my life where I'm like nope, if I start buying uh buying t-shirts like that over the internet, I'm not going to stop for a while and I do not have the money to dedicate to a complete wardrobe change.
1: Absolutely. Um but again, most t-shirts will still be coming? We just don't know when because we don't because we don't know the status of the Coyotes forwards.
0: We don't know the fourth line yet, uh, so we can't print t shirts. We don't
1: even know the first line yet. <laughs> we don't know any lines.
0: Uh, it's all a mystery. Um, but it's getting clearer every day, and uh, yeah. We Absolutely. can uh, talk about the defenseman pretty soon. Yeah, and I think
1: uh, now would be a good time to talk about the defenseman. Um, so, we'll do that in literally just a sec. But first, I want to let you guys know we're back in better than ever, and all eyes are back on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With the new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, betonline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website. I use a mobile device. Sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That is double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, including hockey, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the great offers for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Carl. Now let's get to defense because it's a little bit more easy to kind of figure out who's going to be on defense and who what, what players are going to be in these preseason games. And yes, we already know the players that the, the most likely seventh defensemen that we're going to see on any given night once the opening roster comes. But there are still people we haven't seen. We still haven't seen Connor Timmins.
0: We haven't seen Connor Timmons. Uh we haven't seen Soderstrom. Like there are a lot of really good Coyotes defensemen that we need to see. And I anticipate they're gonna be a couple of them at least getting their start tonight. Um and we still need to see the Vladislavs. <laughs> the Vladislavs. I almost forgot about the Vladislavs. Um they were Phenomenal in the rookie faceoff tournament. I anticipate we will get a chance to see them, you know, sometime during preseason, and I think they'll kind of they'll be better than people expect. I mean, I expect Provenev probably
1: to get a few more opportunities. Like, let's say out of the six preseason games, probably like three to four of them.
0: Yeah. I mean, we were talking before about like potential candidates. Uh, Provenev is like, I would say a very serious contender for a roster spot based off of what I saw at the rookie faceoff tournament and the fact that he, as an older player, like came early and did a rookie tournament just to kind of show like, I am in this, I am going to go all out for a spot. And I think he played well enough to, you know, potentially earn one.
1: Absolutely. And that's um, you know, but that, that's just some of the things that you had to consider obviously going through all these preseason games, because there are six preseason games, which is uh feels like a lot, but it's really not that much because we're already going game two tonight. Um that's crazy.
0: Yeah. It definitely feels like it should be longer. Uh I think because everything else has been compressed and now we're somewhat normal you're like "Ah, i feel like normal should be longer well you know what else
1: Why i I also feels like it should be longer why because like nfl has like what four weeks of preseason well obviously it's only four games but still
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, like it is coming up fast uh hockey meaningful hockey is almost going to be here which is great um and then, uh, player I'm kind of curious about for this upcoming preseason is uh, Capobianco. What right, do you make yeah. of him? Um, I I do kind of wonder. I think this is a very important year in his career um, because I, I, he's he's getting up there in terms of age. Like it's time to kind of like see if he's ready to be an NHL defenseman or if he's going to be in the AHL for his career.
1: I think – because here, here's my tough thing about Cal Bianco is – because he's gotten – he's got, he's had so many opportunities, and he's really made that jump several times in his career. He's looked like he's getting ready to make the jump, and then an injury happens or COVID happens or whatever it is. Something keeps him from completing the season. And I feel so bad for him that that's the case. The unfortunate thing is this defense actually looks really pretty decent. This upcoming year, that he's probably going to be the, either like the, the number seven defenseman in Arizona in Glendale, or the number one defenseman in in Tucson. Like it,
0: it is really rough for him. Like only Kyle Capobianco would have his like team destroy their defenseman in a rebuild. And yet somehow build it back. I don't want to say better, but Mm -hmm. maybe like there was just like no room for him the past couple years. And then the coyotes just get rid of everyone. But still, there's no room for him. But
1: uh, here's the thing. What do you do, though? Because do you give him like his you want to give him ice time and you want to give him the shot at the NHL, but, but there are, I mean, there are six better defensemen than him. Mm. And, but at the same time, like you don't like the longer you keep him in Tucson, the less beneficial it is, especially since he's in a contract year.
0: I mean, honestly, at that, at this point, I think if he doesn't get a roster spot on, opening day, the team is going to look into trading him while he still has value. Um, there was talk that he would go for Anton Strollman, and then the deal still happened and Kyle Capabianca wasn't a part of it, which was fascinating. Uh, I have to say... More draft picks. <laughs> yeah. It was like, didn't we like protect him at the expansion draft to make that deal happen but that he wasn't needed for the deal to happen. What? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think that kind of like says like what his position with the team is. If that is the case, where he was on the trading block, um, we've kind of seen if you are on the trading block for the Coyotes, you're gonna get traded.
1: Like I mean, we knew this going into the rebuild. We knew no player would be safe, with the exception of Trichin. Like we knew. It- if there's only player who's safe, it's chicken and literally everyone else is just like, Oh, like you're watching your back every single second, because there could be a, you could get it either a phone call, a text message, or, a, or just like a knock on the door from Bill Armstrong. He's like, Hey, by the way, you're headed to Nashville. What?
0: <laughs> uh, and we've definitely seen like things in the past where sometimes it is a text message. Hopefully Armstrong has given him a call, but, uh, I mean, It's probably their agents.
1: I mean, Uh, let's be fair. Let let, let me also be fair is at least Armstrong is giving players the courtesy of actually letting them know they're traded.
0: Yeah, I will say this. Um, so on five for howling yesterday, I wrote about Connor Timmons and a big thing that was coming up in a lot of Denver articles was, uh, Timmons is a good, solid defensive prospect. There is no room for him on this team. Uh, like one article, the headline called him the poor man's Calm Kal- Cal sorry. Yeah, um, sure. yeah. And like, that was just phenomenal to see. And I feel like Capobianco is perpetually in that same spot. I don't think he is as good as Timmons. I think Timmons is like, um, has a higher chance of being a, a top four NHL defenseman, but I think Capo Bianco could definitely be a solid contributor on a team that has the space for him to develop.
1: And I think that's why having him as the number seven right now is probably his best
0: option. Yeah. Unless, like, he just is able to, like, come in and wow, um, you know, I feel like. let's just say this. There's like no, like all these players who are brought in, uh, Shane Goss uh, Anton Stroman, even like older players like Ilya Labushkin, is their spot really guaranteed? Um, could a player like Bianco go out there and take a roster spot from Ilya Labushkin? Anything could happen. I don't know what kind of off season Bianco has had. I don't know what kind of off season Labushkin's had. Like, he could have been like working his ass off day in and day out to like get a spot, yeah. and he's going to surprise us.
1: It could could very well happen. Um, <laughs> could very well happen. I I really hope the best for Kyle Capel I've been watching him since two since the early years in Tucson, and I'm like, you know, I, I like him. I think he still has a lot to improve on. Like at the time, I was like, but I like him. Now it didn't give as much love when when you know like who were some of the players I really liked, what like Conrad Garland and and dylan strom and nick Merkley. i'm like i like these guys
0: rather than it's
1: like yeah, yeah like, i kind of like
0: this guy he has definitely been like on the prospect radar for coyotes fans um like for this entire time and it's very frustrating that he like just never really seemed to have the chance to break through through no fault of his own um and those are kind of like the prospects that are very easy to to fall in love with. The ones who are just like putting in the effort, you can tell, and just like for whatever reason, the system isn't letting them maybe live up to their full potential. Absolutely, absolutely.
1: One more thing I do want to address too about the defense is how often do you think we'll see the bear pair on defense?
0: <sighs> I I hope a lot. Like give me <laughs> – all of the bears.
1: <laughs> I mean, it just sounds amazing, right? The bear yeah. pair. Uh,
0: the universe is never uh, good enough to give us that kind of sweet pairing. So
1: <laughs> i mean, sure- there sure there have been some clever uh, line na- nicknames based off the play- player names. And if you can't take advantage of of two defensemen whose nickname is bear
0: like i mean don't get me wrong i write for a coyotes blog um and not a lot of people i think know the bushkin's name is the dancing bear or the russian bear russian bear yeah so i would love to be able to be like the one to bring that to the masses uh along with you
1: into existence carl (laughs) We will speak this into existence that every like almost every single game this preseason we will at least see a
0: little bit of the bear pair. <laughs> the universe is not kind enough to let the bear pair be a thing in the season.
1: <laughs>
0: I want it to be the case. It's never gonna happen because it would be too good. Like, there's just a block on stuff like that happening because they're too good.
1: How is it not possible though? Because, like, I could see like, is like, let's we, we we've talked about potential line pairings. Gosper and Labushkin is a it's a very possible defensive pairing. <laughs> their their styles do match up. I will and not only that, that one's the left, left side defenseman, one's the right side defenseman. It works,
0: <laughs> it does, it works too much. Uh, <laughs> uh it's, I, I, I will keep
1: a- manifesting it, Carl. I will continue to try to manifest it,
0: <laughs> manifest it into existence. I am. Way too cynical to think the universe will give us the bear pair. It seems too good to be true.
1: We'll try to get it done. I will, I'll do what I can to try to get that done.
0: <laughs> yes. You keep up the good fight.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, good stuff. Good stuff. I think we're running out of time today rather than just rambling on about defensive pairings and nicknames and all that fun stuff. yeah anyways thanks to everyone for listening to this episode if you like what you heard don't forget to leave a review um and subscribe if you get to already we're available everywhere you get podcasts including now on youtube find us on the locked on coyotes youtube channel don't forget to also interact with us on social media i'm personally at rob leano one carl pavlik at carl pavlik ffh and then, of course, at LO underscore Coyotes. Interact with us. Ask us some questions. We will answer them on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Call anything, any last things you want to say right before we put on the closing tagline? Uh, buy the shirts. Buy our future shirts. We <laughs> be re- be prepared for those shirts to come out. Absolutely. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to this episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on.